Good evening and welcome to Bear This and That Relationship Radio. Happy New Year, people. (laughs) How's life been treating you? Well, we are, what, 11 days into the new year. And I just wanted to get a little bit of warm up before I came back to you this year. I have a really great topic today for you. First of all, I'm really happy to be coming back to you, and I hope some of you are eager to listen. (laughs) All right, it's all I can hope for for the new year, but I have a great topic for you. And I'd like to start off the new year with truly our naked selves, uh, looking at ourselves and how we feel so on today's podcast on Bear the Sonnet Relationship Radio, I'm not going to be talking as much about the couple thing as I really want to start with the I and me thing, right? Because before we can get coupled up or even improve upon or be happy, content, and satisfied in our relationships, we have to be what? We have to be somewhat at least happy with ourselves, at least knowing who we want to be and how we want to be and how we best like being, right? I look at that on myself all the time. How do I best like being? I know what I'm being right now, but how do I best like being? And how and what do I most like about me? And when and how can I produce and receive that version of me most times, if not all the time. And that's what I want to talk about today on Bear This and That Relationship Radio. Happy New Year, people. And I would say to you that uh, may all the blessings and love that you desire be for you. And may it always get better for you. Just when we think we're in love, don't we discover that it can just get better, right? Right? It's hard to believe, isn't it? (laughs) How could this improve, you know? I am walking on Dream Street right now. How could this possibly get better? You know, this is absolutely amazing. And I hope a lot of you are experiencing that today. I hope you are. And if you're not, I want to tell you there's a lot of hope around it. (laughs) There's a lot of hope around it. And that hope starts with who? Starts with us. The hope starts with our faith of ourselves, what produces hope to do what? To do well, right? To do good, to improve on our lives, to be everything, to meet the expectations of what we expect of us, okay? That's what this is about right now. And that's how we produce the best relationships. What do you expect of you. (laughs) I realize where it starts. We get so tied up into thinking about how other people feel about us, what they're thinking about us, right? Some of us, I've worked with people, oh my God, my boss is mad at me. And I'm, you know, your boss is not mad at you. It's you, darling, you know, take the pressure off of yourself. Okay. When your boss is mad, believe, believe you me, Right? Bosses have, you know, a thing about them. They will track you down, let you know it, you know, <laughs> or somehow, some way they'll let you know. So let let those let that road build itself before 
we produce it. One of the flaws that I see in people, including myself, is that we put too much pressure on ourselves. Okay, And starting out for the new year, and perhaps you've already started to do it, but I want you to work on relieving yourself of all of that pressure and only have there what's necessary at that moment. Whatever time span that it needs to be there, only at that moment. And you know something, when I was practicing that very conscious of me behaving in that certain way, I felt really good. I really did. You know, it's being very awake to ourselves and very awake to our stage of emotions. And that's how you best control it. It's when it's, you know, it's not in the back seat, but it's up at the front with you and you're kind of watching it all the time. And as you watch it all the time, what happens is it becomes more of a habit and you start to do it without even realizing it or really paying attention to it. It becomes like second nature. But I want you to practice these things because I have great beliefs when we are relieving ourselves of some of the pressures of all this static, that we walk through life feeling pretty good, okay? And that our tolerance and for what we can do and for the expectations for what we can grow and what others might expect of us actually becomes easier for us because you're working with something that's cleaner instead of feeling like you're already hunched over and there's so much back there. You know, I just can't take it anymore, right? Broadcast news, right? Can't take it anymore. Take off some of the weight, okay? And it allows us to pick up more stuff and put it back there on our backs, right? It just allows us to because there's times in life that we have to, right? It's not an option all the time that we have to pick up stuff and put it back there. But when you have to pick it up and put it back there, that you have less confusion and more space to organize your lives around it, okay? It works like that, that it's easier, it feels simpler, less complicated, not as confusing, okay? So we're out of last year, and we're on to a brand new year where we could start a fresh slate, create a lot of things new, because this allows us to want to dive into something new. Then we have so much that we're dealing with, it's like I can't take on one more thing. So I want you to practice looking at what you're carrying And think about it. I I say, for some of you, write it down if it's a lot. Sometimes we don't even realize what we're carrying until we we get a pen and paper. You know, we don't even realize that we're not even really conscious to it. Like, oh, my goodness. But when you stop to do this exercise and think about what am I carrying right now? It doesn't have to be bad things either. Don't just reach for, oh, my goodness, that is such a pain in the neck. Reach for everything that you're carrying, everything and write it down, and then take a look at what's, what's back there, what's on your shoulders. Take a look at it all. You'll be absolutely fascinated with what you're walking around with every day, okay? 
write it all down, all the stuff with, your, with yourself that you yourself are carrying. Then start to look around you and start collecting all the stuff you're carrying for other people, okay? For your job, for your career, for your family, for your partner, for your friendships. Everything that you're carrying back there, I want you to write it down. This is not a quick exercise. This is really taking the time to be very thorough to really look at your life and what all you're dealing with when we feel certain emotions. Because the other thing that I want to ask you to ask yourself is, are you happy? That's huge for me. I don't ask myself that question very often because I don't always want to hear the answer, really, you know? I don't always really want to hear the answer because when I ask myself that question, I know I'm going to tell the truth, (laughs) you know? I know I'm going to tell myself the truth, but every now and then I think we should ask ourselves that question. We should check in with ourselves, okay? We should check in, okay? And think about Maybe some of you will be spontaneous and, yeah, I'm happy, or not. But think about if you are spontaneous and you say yes or no, think about and possibly write what is making you so happy. And I want you to combine the two exercises because there's a balance here. There's a, there's a huge connection of all the stuff you're carrying and if you're happy or not, right? If your back is so, is, 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 so is, is starting to have back pains because you're, you're carrying so much stuff, obviously you may not be that happy. You may be a happy person by nature, but you may not be happy with all the stuff that you feel like you're carrying, that heavy, big load, Right? I knew a gal, and a really sweet gal, and she was petite, and she used to do her laundry, and she would put it all in a knapsack, and she would put it on her back, and it was huge. And she was a petite little thing, and I couldn't imagine. And every time she put it on her back, she was hunched over, and it looked incredibly painful to me. And I asked her one day, how long do you have to want to go to the laundromat? And she says, oh, a lot of miles, a lot of miles, a lot of walking. I'm like, really? Doesn't that hurt your back? And she says, well, no, it doesn't. But I says, but it's crippling your posture. Something's happening back there, you know? So something is happening back there, and we're not always conscious of it because eh, we feel okay. It's fine. Just let it slide, you know? But think about if you're carrying that load like that every day, what it does to your, your daily emotions. You're happy, you're sad, you know, in jobs today, they now have the little faces, or what mood you're in, right? The mood ring in different stages has, is trending. It's not just about wearing the mood ring anymore. We actually are talking about our moods. We're showing signs of what mood we're in today, right? Go to Twitter and a lot of the social media platforms, And we now have another option to play with on the platform. It's not just about posting our our messages. Now it's, but what mood are you in while you're posting your message? Okay, very, very big, big stuff. What mood are you in? And as you're unloading the stuff that you're carrying, 
you'll figure out why you're in the mood you're in, what and why and how. It'll start to make sense to you. You'll make the connection. As you're unloading and you're writing, and really think about the exercise. And I, I, don't, I don't suggest that you rush this exercise. I say you think about it, start writing some things, because one thing taps into another idea or another thing, right? It all connects. And sometimes we don't even acknowledge those things until we put our head in that space. And you start swimming around in that area, and you're like, oh my goodness, how could I not even think about that? I deal with that every day. You know, it's just we, we're so busy moving at, you know, busy speeds with all these things every day, right? We're working, we have jobs, we have careers, we have family, we have little kids, we have big kids, right? We have partners, we have careers, big jobs, we own things, we own things, we own things. We have a lot of responsibility, it makes us accountable for all of those things that you're carrying. So I'm asking you, as you're unloading and you're writing, I want you to take your time on this exercise. Okay, take your time and then, you know, stop, maybe go back to it, you know, the next day. Okay, go back to it sometime the next day and then tap back into that space where, where, where you left off. This is also good for giving us time to think about what we're doing, okay? What we're doing, that's why I want you to spread it out over over maybe even a week. You know, stop, don't let two days go by without you doing it because I don't want it to get stale. I don't want you to forget where you left off and, oh, you know, I want it to be fresh, take a break the next day, go back to it. Oh, and I'm dealing with this, write that down, Right? Oh, and I'm always telling them that I'm going to be there for them. And every time they come to me, I don't say no. You know, all of those kinds of things that you obligate yourself to, that you're carrying, write down everything, okay? Because all of these things produce something within ourselves. It produces who we are, how we are being, how we feel, and it either motivates us, inspires us, or sits us back down on the couch, <laughs> right? Right. I just, you know, I just can't do it today, right? And you and you go and you go back instead of getting up and doing whatever. Okay, it's an, it can be inspiring or or not, but we won't really know until you start looking at everything. When you're done with it. When you say, man, I have really cleaned my closet, that's what this exercise feels like, okay? I don't know how many of you clean out, clean out your closets at all, right? I don't know how often you clean out your closets for those that do, okay? But cleaning out our closet is this type, this is the exercise of our mind of what we're carrying around, all the things that we do all the things that we take on. Every time a great friend of yours or a family member comes to you and says, could you cover me for that? Could you cover me for that? Could you watch Bobby and Sally on this day? Sure, sure. And some of us never say no. All of those things I want you to write down. It will feel like you're going through your closet and going through everything because those of you 
who really do clean out our closets or maybe once a year or twice a year or maybe you do it per season. We'll always find things that we kind of forgot about that we're just, it's in there. And you start to question, well, do I really need it? Should I, should I even have it in here? It's taking up space. The way I used to look at my closet space, and I had a good size closet. I really did. I, I worked my way up to it. I didn't always have that big closet, but I kind of worked my, I started off with a big closet and then I got small closet and then I had to work back up to it. I had this giant closet. I cleaned it out pretty often because it wasn't jam packed and I could see things when I went in, it was, it, it would, things really weren't buried. So it wasn't like, you know, I had all these surprises, hidden surprises, you know, kind of stowed away. So I had things organized in a, in a space where I could see like pretty much everything I owned in my closet. So for me, I didn't have a lot of surprises for things, but even though I did clean out my closet probably twice a year because I looked at things that, hmm, I haven't worn that in a while. Do I really need it? Okay. Or I haven't even looked at that in a long time. When am I going to wear it? You know, so things like that, it will just, things will come to your attention about what can you, you know, get rid of and what are you carrying that you could bring in a new replacement? I always feel like the stuff that we're carrying, that when we're carrying so much stuff that we can't put on our backs anymore, we can't take on anymore, that takes up the space of something that you might enjoy, an activity, a thing, something to do, a hobby, a class, right? This is why this is important to me, because as you look at everything that you're taking on and that you do, is it taking up space and pulling away from something that you would love to do and can't do? Because you can't, I can't take on one more thing, right? When the people used to come down and solicit me at my door, I didn't have that many solicitors. But I, every now and then you get like a whole bunch of them, like it seems like at the same time, like everybody shows up in the same week, right? The Girl Scouts, the Boy Scouts, and all of the school, you know, sports teams, and everybody wants what? They all want money. They're all soliciting, they're raising funds for their teams, okay, for their associations, for cookies and, and all these sweet things, yes? And... By the time I got halfway through the week, I looked at my checkbook and I would say, I can't give anymore, <laughs> right? I've given three organizations already. It's the middle of the week. I started on Monday. I'm done here, you know? And everybody else that came through got nothing from me because, right, you can't give to everything, yes? Uh, you know, so it's, it's like that. You have to pick and choose, but taking some stuff off you will have more options to pick and choose, okay? What you want to take on, what other thing do you want to carry, what other something do you want to do? You'll have more options. So as you empty out everything on paper, you'll look at, hmm, I don't really think I want to do that anymore for the new year. Or I did so much of it last year, I, I... I think I'm done there. You know, I've been there and I'm good. And you'll start looking at things like that. You'll start deleting things that you're you're done there. 
or possibly things that you no longer want to do. And it will clear a huge space in your mind. It will clear a huge space. You, you'll feel so different because what happens is, is not only does it loosen up your, your time, okay, but it also gives you the satisfaction of you knowing that you could do something else, that you actually got the time to have a choice of selections and options for what to do best that will satisfy you. Sometimes we get tied up into these things, and the question would be, I've been doing this for a long time. Am I still enjoying myself there? Do I still want to go there? I've had, have I had enough lessons? And it clears that space and puts you in a position where you really don't have to take on anything else, maybe for a while. And then you can feel a sense of freedom and uh, relaxation. It relaxes us. It's a form of rejuvenation. It gives us a moment to what? To breathe. Okay? It gives us five minutes to breathe, to think about, well, what is it else do I want? Do I want to replace those things right away and take on more things? Or do I kind of like it like this for a little bit? I can breathe. You know, I can take a stroll or two. You know, I can take a jog around the block. I can take a little longer at the gym. Yes. You know, I can cook that dinner now, you know, at night during the week because I'm not racing over there. You know, it opens up a big space for another part of your life of opportunities for you, even if you just came home and sat on the couch, you know, for two hours, right, before you did anything. The fact that you have that time now for which to do, it has just given you another option that you feel control control of, okay? This motivates, inspires our moods, makes us feel good. Okay, well, I feel great. I don't, well, why do you, I don't know. We've noticed that you're, you seem to be in like this great mood lately since the new year. What is it that you're doing? And everyone will attribute it to it's someone or something you're doing, but they won't ever look at, that you've just cleared your space. <laughs> you what? Why are you so happy? I just cleared my space this weekend. <laughs> I just threw some things off the schedule and out of the calendar, and I'm, I'm more relaxed right now. I'm more relaxed. And you can give yourself the opportunity to sit back like that for a little bit, okay, until you have the craving or possibly ache to want to move forward and start taking on a million things again. Okay, maybe the middle of the year, or maybe some of you like to be so busy you do it immediately. I don't know, right? I find that these exercises are very important to do once a year, whenever you do them. You know, we just have this thing about doing things in the beginning of the year. You know, habitually, you know, it just kind of puts us in the mood to set up our year. So I think it's a great habit. But we can do these things anytime. You can do it every six months. Check, check in with yourself. What all have you taken on? And you can really take a look at how you're being at when you need to do it. You know, if we're so busy, you know, and out of breath and running around, maybe it's time we stop and do this thing. Wait a minute, let me do a check here on what exactly everything that I have going on. Maybe I can let some of this stuff go. Maybe one or two things 
will make a significant difference on how I feel and what you can do over there, whether it's spending more family time, you know, or building in for your relationships, right? Because we all know that taking on relationships takes our time, okay? We can't have relationships without an investment of time, okay? And that's where I'm, I'm going with this next. I do this too because uh, how many relationships do we hear about? Maybe you're one of them. Maybe you've, you've heard it from friends, friendships. We had the perfect relationship. We were so incredibly compatible. So why did you break up? I just don't understand as your friends are asking, your friends and family are asking you. Well, we didn't have the time, okay? Their plate was full. My plate was overflowing. And we can never really coordinate our schedule so that we could really see each other and spend a good amount of time together to really get to know each other. We didn't have the time to do it. Okay, these exercises forces us to look at where we're spending our time, what we're doing, and how much you're juggling. Okay, for those of you that are running, you know, at 100 miles an hour every day, all the stuff that you're juggling, just the anxiety alone, right, of juggling all that stuff without the fear of dropping anything could make any person you know, a little jittery sometimes, really. Sometimes we are caring and juggling so many things, okay? But the relationship part, and the relationship part includes family, okay? It's time with your kids, okay? It's time with your partner. It's time with your family. It's time with your intimate family. It's time for your friendships. And really important here, time for yourself, really important. Every now and then I'll post a photo of a single woman in the mirror. In the morning, I usually post this first thing in the morning, what are you going to do that's amazing for yourself today? You know, because many a time, women especially, will skip over that critical part of serving themselves. Okay. And serving ourselves will put us in a position where we can best serve others. Okay, we have to be taking care of ourselves and putting in the investment to have the desire to want to do it for others. Because the better we feel, this is where I'm going with all this, the better we feel, okay, the more we are capable of doing, right, with anything, right? That's with high-performance jobs, that's with being super mom or dad at home. That's, that's being a great spouse, a great partner. Okay, the better we feel, right? It puts our mood in a place that is desirable, <laughs> where people really want to be next to you. You know, you're so much, this person is so delightful that I just can't get enough of them. How many of you know people like that? They're so incredibly delightful that you so enjoy spending the time with them, yes? Okay, so juggling is great, and the fact that you can handle and manage a million things does not represent that you should be handling and juggling a million things, 
Okay, because a lot of people will say, well, I do just fine, you know. I handle a million things, but I'm all right, you know, and then you realize their marriage is falling apart, you know what I mean? When's the last time that they went to their child's, you know, sports game, you know, a play or something, right? Uh, so the fact that we can manage a million things and juggle it all just the same does not represent that we're happy. It doesn't represent that we're serving all the critical parts of our lives. And family and friendships and love lives and all those things are important in our lives. It's a balance there. That balance is what completes the emotional elation of feeling great. Did that make sense? (laughs) Right? That balance, without that balance, you know, a little cranky here, you know, a little moody, you know, it because it's not balanced, right? Have you ever met people who are critically overworked and you know it, right? When it shows up, right? No questions asked. You just look at them. They, that person is truly overworked. They're exhausted. Look at them. You know, poor thing, you know, right? They're overworked. Um, overworked is good for a short span of time. You know, you have to get a project done. I've done that myself. Listen, I, I need you to nine o'clock tonight. Can you say, yeah, of course. But if my boss asked that of me every night, I would say, come on, you know, what do you, what do you, come on. You know, I would have asked for this $100,000 raise, right? Certainly and surely this sort of life sacrifice that I'm making will be worth a buck in a new house, yes? And that's what we all would, would ask of our boss, yes? Having those kinds of big demands made on our private time and our lives, yes? The balance is important. This is why I want you to empty everything out that you're doing, that you've taken on, that you're carrying. I try to do that with my pocketbooks every day. I try to. Because um, as cluttery as I can get sometimes, I actually hate clutter. I do. I hate clutter, and I don't work well with it. I immediately, when I look at it, it's like, oh, my God, I just have to straighten this out, you know? I don't even want to look at it. Yeah, I want to immediately fix it. Uh, so if I'm in a real big hurry, I won't turn my pocketbook inside out. But I try to always make the time to do it because there's nothing worse for me in the middle of the day as I'm searching for something in it. And right, you can't even see it. Right? You look in your purse and you can't even see it You can't because you can't see the bottom of your pocketbook. All right, and I think about if I turn it upside down and empty it out, I'm going to find at least two things that don't, belo- that don't belong there that can come out. That's from yesterday. I don't need it into tomorrow. Easily, I always find something that can come out, and it makes my life much easier. It just does. Okay, having easy access to things when you need them promptly and not having to search and dive and stick your whole head in your pocketbook, in your purse, in your wallet, in your briefcase, whatever, right? It's, it's clearing things out so that your life can become more simplified, okay? The more frustration points that we alleviate, the happier we are. And the better your life flows during the day. It's just, it's, it's, it's a mental thing. 
And it is also, it's a psychological thing, but it is very well connected to how we can operate in our day and function, okay? And emptying these things out, oh my gosh, how many things I'm carrying, for me is so important to do at least once a year. I would do it twice a year, okay? How many things am I doing? And for uh, some of you parents, this will be a great, great exercise. And some of you that have dual partnerships in parenting, it's phenomenal. Because you'll look at all the things that you're doing with your kids and you'll be like, I am taken, I have taken on 100% of everything with the kids. Darling, right? As you call your darling over, would you mind taking on some of this stuff with me? Have you ever met the parents, the soccer moms and dads? that all they're doing for like five hours is driving kids around. <laughs> That's five, next five hours. I'm just driving from point A to B and C to D until we get to Z and back home, right? And if you have a partner that can take on some of this with you, because it gets more difficult, the juggling act, when you have a big family, when you have multiple children. With one, it's, you know, it's our little pride and joy. You know, we can't miss anything, Right. But when it's multiple children that you're running around all week, okay, and you realize it's just you, and then you got to race back home, you got to cook dinner, you got to get all the clothes on, iron the laundry, and you got all these things to clean up, and you feel a little stressed. And how much, and how many of you, how many of you go into your bedroom that evening and want to get into a romantic mood? How many, right? You're exhausted, right? What do you mean, you know? I need to get in the bath and I'm ex- I need to go to bed now, right? I'm tired. I have to be up at five tomorrow morning, right? You're already counting down the hours to when this wheel of franticness starts all over again, right? That's, that's, that's how some of our lives are operating day in, day out, okay? And it leaves no real quality time that you really should have, okay? Balance, it's got to be a balance. And when you have it all written in front of you, you'll see it, you'll be like, whoa, (laughs) something's gotta give, babe, you know? Something's gotta give, and I don't mean watching the movie. Something's gotta, some things have gotta jump off this thing here, okay? This is enormous, and then it might feel like, wow, I can't believe I was doing that. No wonder I feel so overwhelmed, you know? I didn't know why I was feeling that way, but look at when I'm I'm scheduled. I am scheduled out. Okay, so it allows for more opportunities, okay? To be able to have a choice of options psychologically is a beautiful thing. When we feel like, oh, you know, I could do this or that, and, and that you have the time of investment for which to do it, that you're not so bogged down that you can't take on one more minutiae thing. It puts you in a different space psychologically. It makes you happier, okay? It gives you time to sit back for a minute and say, you know what, I kind of like the speed right now, okay? It won't be my forever speed, but it's going to be my quarter speed. <laughs> Maybe three months, I'm going to walk this walk right now, okay? And, and it will open up things that you didn't have time for, that you couldn't take on, that you couldn't even think about, whether that be more time with your kids, 
okay? And a, a date after work with a girlfriend, a shopping escapade or something, it will bring other things into your life that will give you pleasure, give you pleasure. Maybe meeting your, your spouse after work, okay? It will open up things that will give you pleasure. Where I'm going here, it's a steady stream of happiness coming at you at full speed. This is where I'm going with this, okay? Full speed ahead. It is rushing into your arms, all right? And injecting itself into your life, okay? Just by doing this exercise, okay? It will also give you an opportunity to look at all these things and say, well, I can't get rid of these things because these things right now in my life is mandatory that I do. But as you have it on paper, possibly you can organize it better. Okay, when you do them and how long you do them. We don't always have to kick things out. But you can take a look at it and look at how much time you're spending with all of it. And perhaps you can shorten some of it or, and you can make some things, well, I need more time here, so let me cut back here. But when you have it all on a big piece of paper, okay, it makes it a lot easier. For those of you that have children, you, we always have, don't we, the big art paper in the house, okay? It's 12 by 12, you know, it takes up half the wall, okay? Uh, we all, I always had those, and it seemed that I always had several of them in different places, uh, so I would suggest you get one of those and just start, start throwing stuff down on it. And then you can navigate what goes where and how much time. Okay. And you can bring your partner in on this and have them throw their stuff down on this. And between the two of you, you can look at, wow, what exactly you have going on between the two partnerships. What can you, what do you both now want to kick out? What do you want to possibly merge, trade, and exchange? If you have kids, you're running errands and things like that, or maybe, you know, uh, hey, listen, I cook every night for the last six months. Why don't you take on the next three, you know? Why don't you take on the next three? That, you know, swapping and trading chores, okay? And th th this is why I'm saying, Write everything down from sweeping to mopping to laundry to dishes, everything. Because all of these things cumulatively together takes up a lot of our time. And this is a great way to look at where all your time is going. Okay. It's a great way to navigate. And then you get your partner to throw down. Okay. And you look at where all their time is going. And then you take a look at both, both lists. What do you want to swap? What do you want to kick out? What do you want to shorten? And what do you want more of? Okay, because you'll look at, wow, we are so immensely busy. This is disgusting. Some of you couples will look at your stuff on the paper and say, no wonder we're getting a divorce, <laughs> right? No wonder, you know, my partner's in, in, the, in the room, you know, two floors down. You know, your partner's sleeping in the basement, right? And no wonder, because if you take a look at everything, for some of you, where is the time that you're investing in each other? You'll see it, you, or you won't see it. <laughs> you might see it a little bit. It might not be there at all. Ouch, right? So this gives you 
uh, plain eyes for all eyes to see, your four eyes to see exactly what is going on or not. Okay, and as we navigate and start planning into the new year, we now could very consciously make the time for what is hugely and critically important to us. Hugely and critically important. <laughs> and I would tell you that if you're married and you have a living partner, that that relationship is hugely important. You have to make that time there. Once you make the decision that you're going to have a partner, you have to find the time. I don't subscribe or enroll in. We got together and I don't know what happened. Our schedules are so conflicted. We're so compatible, but it's a shame we can't be together. I think that's really poor planning on our part. I do. I think it's poor planning. Why, why get into the business of even breaking your own heart? You know whether you can make the time or not. You have to make the time. So these exercises are phenomenal for that because sometimes we are so busy and how many of us can never say no? You say yes to everything presented to you. Yes? Oh my gosh, there's only 24 hours in a day. How could we say yes? And, and as your husband is scolding you, how could you say yes to one more thing? Where are you going to put it? How are you going to accomplish it? And what about me, right? How many of you partners have said at least once in the past year or thought it? A lot of us won't say it, right? Some of us won't say it. What about me? What happened? Okay, we were skating along good and everything, and now we really are skating, you know? I don't like it, right? What about me? Okay, when our partners start to ask ourselves, these questions and possibly ask you, it's a warning sign, okay? It, may, it represents that something in the relationship is missing. It represents that we're not dedicating the time to our commitment, okay? So what I'm going to say to you, if you're in a relationship, that represents that you have made a commitment to someone. That commitment needs time. It just does. It needs time. And I would always advise people that if you're not in a relationship or you believe you have discovered or you're exploring a new love, I would do this exercise. Do you have the time to invest in these people? Okay. If you cannot squeeze the time out of your schedule with all the stuff you're juggling, then that partnership will be a neglected partnership and it will not be happy, okay? We best, we best uh, well be extremely compatible with a lot of people. I happen to come out right now. <laughs> we are compatible with a lot of people, okay, that we meet. We want to be in relationships with a lot of people. The connection to every great relationship is the investment of time. And, and, and then after that is the quality of time. Okay, That it's just not good enough that you're six hours on the couch with each other just looking at TV. Okay, But what is happening in that six hours of time that you do have that time? Can you spend it doing other things? And maybe just do an hour of TV or two, two hours of TV, 
okay? And four hours of doing other things with each other. The quality of time that you spend, not that you're just still floating in the house with each other, you know, and I know she's here and she's over there, and but there's nothing going on, okay? Um, you got to have something going on in the relationship, okay? That's what keeps the relationships alive. That's what keeps us from taking the detour home, okay? Really, that is what keeps people in love, is the investment of time that you are no, you know why you're in love and that you stay in love because you know why. <laughs> you know why, right? And that you work on that. We must make the time. And if you've ever been in a relationship and you said it didn't work out because we had different schedules, we didn't make the time, it's because the relationship from the beginning was not well thought out. We have to think about, can we make a commitment to a relationship? And if it's no, then it's an acquaintance type of relationship. I'll see you when I see you type of thing. Now, see you next time, right? See you next time. I have a great time with you. I really do. I'll see you next time. No commitment, no dates, no nothing. Whenever, if ever, <laughs> all right? It's not a relationship, all right? It is if and when we ever meet again is, is that sort of feeling because that's how you have those kinds of relationships because it's not a commitment, if you have a commitment and you're doing this exercise, be sure that you're investing the time, taking from something that you can and putting the time on something that's critically important to you, like your family, okay? Like your love, the people in your lives, okay? And sometimes that does represent going into your boss's office, okay? All right, I'm cleaning up my, my, my palate here. I am, I have to. I'm going to be in divorce court next year if I don't, right? I need a half hour off my day here, okay? I'm going to take some time out of the gym. I'm going to, you know, you start taking away from a little from each thing that you're doing to be sure that you have the time for your relationships, so this type of thing does enormous things for our lives, all with the one big word that I'm going for, and that's for people to be happy with their lives, okay? And, it's, and being happy is beyond, is beyond satisfied and content. Being happy is like, man, things are really good right now, okay? People may not want to go for the great because sometimes we fear saying great. Some of us are just, we blur it out. But some of us, we kind of fear that. You know, let me not get too excited here. Let me just stay right here. It's good. I'm happy. It's good. That's why I'm happy. Go for the good and possibly you'll get something that's amazingly great. But go for the good. So it is cleaning everything up and being able to put things where you want them. And when we feel like we have a choice and options, and when we start bringing things back into our lives that make us happy, guess what? We become happier, okay? Happier people, 
happier people or more functional people. It seems like that when we're happy, we do more things. It seems like our production is up. It feels like we're better parents. It feels like we're an amazing partner. It just feels like we become really amazing people to be around. A pleasure, delightful, right? Fun, okay? People want to be around. People really want to be around people that make them feel good, don't we? Have you ever really enjoyed being around people that make you feel cranky, right? Do you really, right? Most of us kind of want to run from those people, don't we? Yes, (laughs) right? So this feels really great for what it does for us, how it cleans up our lives, and how it makes us feel independently good, like we're in charge of our lives. For those of you that are working three jobs right now, you know, when you're in the middle of making money and, and really got your hustle on, some of you, how does it feel when you can sit down? It feels like, oh, right? It feels like we're not in control of our lives because we have to get this done, okay? Possibly for some of you, it's just a season or two or a phase where you just have to hurry up and hustle some money until you can get to a point where you've got something a little more coming in with the main focus, the main career, the main vein that feeds the family, yes? Most of the time, the three jobs and that kind of hustle is temporary. It's not a forever life thing, right? But when you've been going on the pedal for a long time with that big hustle like that, how does it make us feel? It's like, man, you know, I didn't have five minutes for myself, right? You feel like that. And how does that make you feel, right? Like you're just a slave to what you have to do, right? It doesn't make us feel really good because you're looking at people, you're like, man, you're seeing your girlfriend bringing that piece of art or you see the sculpture sitting on her shelf and you're like, I love to do that, <laughs> right? I love to take those classes. If only I could make the time and, you know, shake off one of these jobs I got, you know what I mean? Um, you know, so it, it gives us enormous pleasure just knowing, okay, even if you don't do it, those things, right? Just knowing that you can do it if you want to, okay? It gives us enormous pleasure. You know, our egos and pride for human beings is enormous. It gives us enormous pleasure to know that we can, even if we don't. But just giving us the choice of you can or not, it feels good. It's a real power turn on. It feels great, doesn't it? Right? So I would say to you people, you know, I understand that part of that part of life. When you got like a huge hustle on and you don't have time for any recreation and that you barely have time to breathe before you fall into bed and collapse at the end of the day. Yes? Um, I understand that. If there's any way possible that you can focus and put long-term, long-term plans into focusing to one of those positions carrying some more of the weight, that's another conversation, but I wanted to take a peek at it because I know that's where a lot of people are also, and that leaves us feeling drained, Yes. I think when we're running at those speeds for an enormous uh, amount of time, 
a long time, that it leaves us feeling very, very tired. Okay, very tired. For several reasons, physically tired, but it also makes us feel tired because it's not what? It's not very motivating. It's like, man, when's the last time that I could like do something, right? Or do something after work. I can't after work. I got to get in the car and I got to race to the next hustle. I got to race to the next hustle. And from there is another race to the end of the day hustle, right? So it's just psychologically, it feels good. And overall, it gives your mind a rest. It gives your mind an opportunity to rejuvenate itself, recover from all that you're carrying and from everything that you're doing. It gives you recovery time. Okay, I really believe that we have to have recovery time. You have to have it. Okay, you've got to find time in your day to recover. So as you're looking at all this stuff and you have it all on paper, there's two critical things that I want you to look at. I mean, three critical things, pardon me, three critical things that I want you to look at. How much me time do you have there with everything thrown down there? How much me time? Is it 10 minutes, 15 minutes? Is, it, is your me time your time in the shower in the morning? Is your me time your bath in the evening? Whatever it is, there's got to be some me time in there. Even for a short while, it's got to be there. The other time that you want to make sure it's there is if you have a family, if you have a partner, how much time is being spent with them. And I know there's a lot of families that say, you know, we don't really see each other during the week, you know. It is a major hustle here. The kids are in school. We're career people, and we are on the move. We see each other very quickly for breakfast. We meet for homework. We're in bed. We're in the shower, and we start up again the next morning. I'm not so sure that I really like that. I know a lot of people work at that hustle. But I'm not sure not taking a space for a breather is the healthiest thing for a family. So I would advise, I understand that you have to do that for a couple of nights or two, but I don't understand it if we do it every day, five days a week. So what I would ask you, are there two days, three days in the week that you could breathe for a little bit and do some family time, relaxation time? Okay, play a game with the kids, even watch a show with the kids, something where it's downtime and it's something that you can do, even if it's just sitting, sitting next to each other, talking to each other. I think that's really important. How much chat time are you spending with your family? Okay, even if it's just talking to them. Okay, whether it be bedtime before bath time or dinner time, that time has got to be there. Perhaps it's dinner time. A lot of families, that's when they make the time for each other all together at dinner time. Okay, one hour, okay, where we make the agreement. I know some days you're busy. I know some days you work late, but can you make sure that a couple of days out of the week that you do make time so that we can all be with each other? It's really important on keeping the relationships beautiful, keeping on top of the relationships, checking with people, knowing what's going on, being in tune with what's important to them, knowing what's happening with them, what they're doing, what they want to do, and being a part of it. 
Okay, we don't find out that information if we're going in different directions. So this exercise clears room so that you can organize that time. It's amazing, okay? The me time, for, for me, when I used to do the me time, that consisted of, okay, I'm going to go and I'm going to do a, uh, a three-mile light jog in my neighborhood. I loved it. You know, sometimes it took the dog, sometimes not, sometimes, you know, whatever. But I found that time to be amazing for my me time, whether it be in the morning or in the evening, after dinner, before dinner, whenever I could fit it in. A few times a week, not every day, but a couple of times a week. It's important to look at that and, and make sure that you're getting it in sometime during the week, okay? But that every day, five days a week is not crazy, like a madhouse, okay? Making time for the people that you love. So what did I say? Making time for me time. Making time for your family, okay? And making time for something that you love, okay? Which is not always with your family. Maybe it's the art class, okay? Maybe it's going outside the house to the gym, okay? Maybe it's working out with, with a pal, a buddy system, okay? That, I believe, are critical pieces of our time that promote and inspire the feel-good emotion that we need that energizes us to want to get up and do this all again <laughs> the next day, every day, okay? It's, it's an energizer. It makes us look forward to our day, okay? Because there's going to be something enjoyable within that day of what we're going to do, what we're going to meet. Um, uh, ba, 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 ba. So what did I say? The me time, the family time, and what's next? If you have a partner, the partner time, Okay. Perhaps I understand it for every week, you know, we can't do these magnificent rolls in the hay. I got that. But it's got to be scheduled sometime during the week. <laughs> it's got to happen, okay? You got to schedule these things. It keeps a marriage together. And you know what? There's so many different ways that we can be intimate with our partners. It's not always, you know, this magnificent roll in the hay. Sometimes it's just sitting next to each other just talking, Okay that we make the time to talk to each other with nothing in the way, no distractions, no TV, no nothing. Really knowing who your partner is and what's important to them is, is so important. It's so, so important that we know who we're married to, <laughs> right? I used to know who I was married to, but now I have no idea who that is who just walked through the door, right? How many, of that, how many times has that happened to us? right? We lose grip with like, who is that anyway? I don't know who it is. It looks like who I married, but I just don't recognize them really by what they do. But So you want to stay in tune with friendship with your partner. Friendship, people, okay? It's not always about, you know, at 10 o'clock, we're going to have an appointment to roll in. Hey, it's about, this is my friend, okay? I'm going to wrap it up, people, and I wish you all the best in this new year. If you want to get back to me and how you did with this exercise, i love to know. Anyway, I want to tell you Happy New Year. 
I want to thank you for your time, for those of you that listen, watch, and all that great stuff with me. I love you. I love you so much. I appreciate you. And if you have any ideas, come back to me. Good night.